Hello. Good day. My name is Shervington Hennes and it's time for another recovery show. Well, the last time we had an episode, I started to explore how your personality or traits, potential disorder, could be responsible in large part for your repeat relapsing. And we looked at and dealt with cluster A, on the which we had the personality disorders of Parnite personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder, and schizotypal personality disorders. From the downloads, it is clear that this might have resonated with some people, and you are probably asking yourself, assessing yourself, to see, hmm, is there some merit to this, and um, could I possibly be having an issue with personality trait, disorder, or just a personality type that might be responsible in some way or plays a part in some way with my repeat relapsing during my recovery. I want to caution here that I'm not asking you to self-disclose. If you feel and based on what resonate with you, that there could be a possibility that this may be the case, I encourage you to reach out to a professional to get some support, not to change your personality, not to change who you are at your core, but to see if in some ways, some amount of modification to a way of perceiving, feeling, or responding to your life, your life situation, and your interpersonal relations can be enhanced and modified. If that isn't the case, and after a while, there is nothing to prove or there is no evidence to support that this may be the case, then just continue with your life, continue to do your recovery, and that does not mean that you now have to have a label or a diagnosis to say, well, my personality type means, or my personality trait means that there's a disorder in one of the clusters as put forward by the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, the DSM-5. Um, so, that said, I am going to be exploring in this episode the four personality disorders in cluster B. We have antisocial personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and borderline personality disorders. Now, with regards to these four personality disorders in the cluster B, it is usually referred to as the dramatic, emotional, an erratic cluster. And the disorders in this cluster share problems with impulse control and emotional regulation. But right away, for those of us who have a pretty good understanding of recovery and sobriety or harm reduction, 
impulse control should stand out to us as a potential for repeat relapsing because the foundation or the feature, one of the main features of addictive behavior is impulse control, impulsivity, compulsivity, and then with emotional regulation, we have a perfect storm kind of issue when it comes to being able to delay gratification. So let's look at the anti-social personality disorder category, which is characterized by a pervasive pattern of disregard for the rights of other people that often manifests as hostility and or aggressive behavior or aggression. Deceit and manipulation are also center features in this case or feature for antisocial personality disorder. Well, right away, deceit and manipulation are also features that highlights um, predominantly with regards to addictive behaviors. In many cases, hostile, aggressive, and deceitful behaviors may appear first during childhood. These children may hurt or torment animals or people. They may engage in hostile acts such as bullying or intimidating others. They may have reckless disregards for the property such as setting fire. They often engage in deceit, theft, and other serious violations of standards of rules of conduct. When this is the case in childhood, conduct disorder, a juvenile form of antisocial personality disorder, may be an appropriate diagnosis. Now, we're not going to go um, identifying or pinpointing kids who might have some of these behavioral traits over a short period of time. It could be the context. There could be issues that are going on at school, at home, that may have the acting out or playing out of these behavior that does not say there's conduct disorder necessarily as a disorder it's not pervasive over space and time and in different contexts now conduct disorder is often considered the precursor prerequisite sorry to an antisocial personality disorder so what would be the case in terms of identifying or coming to a diagnosis for the antisocial personality disorder is that you will try to use the assets or people um, collateral who can give some testimony or say yes you know during childhood this person was like this if the person of themselves may not be able to go back in time and say yes or admit or be one a person of integrity who can say yes I did have these issues back in my childhood at was or could be considered conduct disorder. So we now move to histrionic personality disorder. Persons with histrionic personality disorder are characterized by a pattern of excessive emotionality and attention seeking. Their lives are full of drama, so-called drama queens. They are uncomfortable in situations where they are not the center of attention. People with this disorder are often quite flirtatious and seductive and like to dress in a manner that draws attention to them. 
They can be flamboyant and theatrical, exhibiting an exaggerated degree of emotional expression. Yet simultaneously, their emotion or emotional expression is vague, shallow, and lacking in detail. This gives them the appearance of being disingenuous and insincere. Moreover, the drama and the exaggerated emotional expression often embarrasses friends and acquaintances as they may embrace even casual acquaintances with the excessive adore or may sub uncontrollably over some minor sentimentalities. People with histrionic personality disorder can appear flighty or frickle. Their behavior style often get in the way of truly intimate relationships, but it is also the case that they are uncomfortable being alone. They tend to feel depressed when they are not in the center of attention. When they are in relationships, they often imagine relationships are to be more intimate in nature than they actually are. People with histrionic personality disorder tend to be suggestible. That is, they are easily influenced by other people's suggestions and opinions. A literal character that emphasizes histrionic personality disorder is the character of Blanche Deborah, uh, Dubois sorry, in Tennessee Williams' classic play, Streetcar Named Desire. So, there we have it for the first two in the category or the cluster B of personality disorders as put forward by the DSM-5. Now, the remaining two are the two that at the moment or recently was played out a lot and used as defense for both the prosecution and the defense team for two well-known individuals in North American society in a case that I don't want to add more to that, so I'm not necessarily going to, on this forum and using this forum, to identify the names. But it was interesting to see how these were played out. The caution here is that in those cases, neither of these people were actually diagnosed by someone who was seeing them a psychiatrist or psychologist or a mental health professional as having the diagnosis confirmable. They were just speculations by either teams. And the caution there is just that. Be careful how you're speculating or identifying or self-diagnosing as having one of these personality disorders. So the last two being narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. So people with narcissistic personality disorder have significant problem with their sense of self-worth. Ah, that's right. There is an underlying pervasive problem with sense of self-worth with narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder. Oftentimes, in colloquial language or layman's term, we tend to say that a narcissist is in love with themselves. The truth is, beneath that is a problem or several problems with self-worth, stemming from a powerful sense 
of entitlement. This leads them to, be, to believe they deserve special treatment and to assume that they have special powers, are uniquely talented, or that they are especially brilliant or attractive. Their sense of entitlement can lead them to act in ways that fundamentally disregards and disrespect the worth of those around them. People with narcissistic personality disorder are preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success and power, so much so that they might end up getting lost in their daydreams while their fantasies about their superiority or superior intelligence or stunning beauty. These people can get so caught up in their fantasies that they don't put any effort into their daily lives and don't ded dedicate or direct their energies towards accomplishing their goals that are relevant or meaningful for their actual existence. They may believe that they are special and deserve special treatment and may display an attitude that is arrogant and haughty. They can create a lot of conflict with people who feel exploited and who dislike being treated in a condescending fashion. People with narcissistic personality disorder often feel devastated when they realize that they have normal, average human limitations. I always crack up at this point because of the whole thing of that they're, they're just like everybody else. Normal, nothing special. Okay, and they have average human limitations that they're not as special as they think or that they don't admire or, or that others don't really admire them as much as they would like. They realize that, hey, I am just like anybody else. These realizations are often accompanied by feelings of intense anger or shame that they sometimes take that out on other people and hence the disregard for others and for the rights of others because of the sense of entitlement to be treated with a high sense of regard. Now, status is very important to people with narcissistic personality disorder. Associating with famous and special people provide them a sense of importance. These individuals can quickly shift from over-idolizing idolizing others to devaluing just very people that they would have been idolizing. However, the same is true of their self-judgment. They tend to vacillate between feeling like they have unlimited abilities and then feeling deflated, worthless, and devastated when they encounter their normal average human limitations. And you see, this is the underlying pervasive element that promote narcissistic behaviors when having to put up a front to mask these underlying features to their sense of self, self-worth and belief in self that is really the core of who they are in terms of accepting one, I am just like anyone else. I am not special. I am not better than in any way and hence the whole underlying theme or the theme or theme of narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder. So finally, despite their bravado, 
persons with narcissistic personality disorder requires a lot of admiration from other people in order to bolster their own fragile self-esteem. They can be quite manipulative in extracting the necessary attention from those people around them. Wow. So, finally, borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder is usually a big one and is one that in most cases you have to be um, wary of the warning signs and signals just like in narcissistic personality disorder because of the manipulative nature of persons with narcissistic personality disorder and to some extent borderline personality disorder the warning signs are usually there way up in the beginning but can be masked by the manipulative side of the person with this disorder. Now, borderline personality disorder is one of the most widely studied personality disorders. Hence, May, for example, is considered Borderline Personality Awareness Month. People with borderline personality disorder tend to experience intense and unstable emotions and moods. They can shift fairly quickly they're, they are generally persons having a hard time calming down once they become upset. A hallmark feature. Can they quickly put in perspective what's going on and regulate themselves to be able to come back to baseline way of functioning or operating? As a result, they frequently have anger outbursts and engage in impulsive behavior such as substance abuse, risky sexual lesions, self-injury, overspending, or binge eating. Now, please don't go jumping to say, okay, because I have one or maybe two of these that I have a borderline personality disorder. Remember, context is key when we're looking at these things and that's why self-diagnosing is caution. A support or the support of a professional, a mental health professional, can better support one to be able to arrive at a place to see if this is something that is of concern in terms of a personality trait as against a disorder and maybe something that needs some support in modifying. These behaviors often function to soothe them in the short term but harm them in the longer term. And we'll be talking here about as a result of the frequent anger outbursts and engaging in impulsive behaviors such as substance abuse, the repeat relapsing can be a coping mechanism to manage or try to soothe the flare-up of an outburst that the ability to self-regulate isn't working to manage or bring back to baseline mode of stable functioning and hence the substance abuse or risky sexual liaison and self-injury, overspending or binge eating. People with person borderline personality disorder tend to see the world in polarized, oversimplified, all-or-nothing terms. I'll repeat that again. 
people with borderline personality disorder tend to see the world in polarized, all or nothing, black or white, or oversimplified terms. They apply their harsh either or judgments to others and to themselves, and their perceptions of themselves and others may quickly vacillate back and forth between all good and all bad. And this ultimately is what needs to be understand and um, taken into consideration for borderline personality disorder. This tendency tends to lead to an unstable sense of self so that the person with this disorder tend to have a hard time being consistent in their presenting their functioning and behavior in interpersonal relationships or even as basic as a relationship with, their self, with themselves in terms of how perceiving themselves in different situations in relation to others and then how they react or their moods. And remember, the key here is not being able to readily put in context and bring oneself back to a baseline way of functioning. They can frequently change careers, relationship, life goals, or residency. Quite often, these radical changes occur without any warning or advanced preparation. So there you have it. We're kind of out of time, and I hope in looking at the four personality disorder in the cluster B, that that might give some sense of, hmm, is my functioning a bit off? And not just because there's one of those features, but is it a trait? Is this how I'm acting at home in my relationship with personal close relationships and the same way out in, in, in the community, in society? Is it at school? Is it at work? Is it showing up? with a consistency pervasively over several space in different contexts. That was it for how personality traits or disorders can be the cause of repeat relapsing. Until next time, remember you can always get more information through changeclinic.org or now we have how to rescue yourself from a relapse or how to rescue yourself.ca. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And we look forward to the next session where we wrap this up in terms of cluster C of personality disorders, where we look at the more fearful types of personality disorder. And coming up in that cluster will be one, avoidant personality disorder, dependent personality disorder, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. Bye for now.